This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. Our guest on this segment is a nationally recognized leader in the social investment industry and a leading expert on how families and businesses can go green, saving money and resources. Elisa Gravitz is the president of Green America and the author of Green America's acclaimed guide to social investing with over a million copies in print and also the popular Guide to Community Investing. For more than 27 years, Elisa has led Green America, the National Green Economy Organization, developing marketplace solutions to social and environmental problems with key focus on tackling climate change, building fair trade systems, stopping corporate abuse, and growing the green economy. Joining us on the line from her offices in Washington, D.C. is economist, environmentalist, and the president of Green America, Elisa Gravitz. Elisa, welcome. Hello. It's so great to be with you here today. Take us back 27 years ago. What did this newbie organization, then called Co-op America, look like in its early stage? What a different world it was, David, back in those days. Back in those days when you wanted to talk about green business, sustainable business, uh, socially responsible investing, none of that language was uh, used broadly in those days. In fact, some of the some of the words weren't even invented at all, corporate social responsibility. And so you couldn't really even have the conversation we're having today about going green and um, comparing different strategies and comparing what the best practices and the best standards are, all of that was totally absent. And not only that, um, most people, if you talk to them about businesses having a social and environmental responsibility, they would give you one of two responses. They would say, that's an oxymoron. You know, businesses are never going to be responsible. Or they would say, oh, geez, that's boring. Uh, you know, tell me, talk to me about something else. And yet here we stand today with, the, with two realities at the same time, you know, that proverbial fork in the road where um, every Everybody knows about the importance of going green, and we all know that we have a choice to make. We keep going business as usual, and we're headed towards destruction, yet there's another path that we can all choose, and we can use business as an engine to create a more just and sustainable society. Elisa, when you think about the mission that was um, in your mind's heart back then, 27-some, 30 years ago, has the core changed at all? Has, Has it moved one way or another, or was it really just about growing this vocabulary uh, around business, as you suggest. Our mission remains the same. We believe that uh, fundamental to a healthy society, we need a just and sustainable economy. And when you look at today, um, the business and economics dominates 
how our society operates. So if we want a society that's more just, sustainable, cooperative, peaceful, with thriving local living economies where everyone has enough and where everyone has a chance to live someplace that's healthy and beautiful, um, that that is utterly dependent on an economy that's just and sustainable. And how do we create an economy that's just and sustainable? Well, we need, we need just and sustainable businesses. So even though in the last 25 years that all of us have collectively um, created the vocabulary, we've created the new businesses, we've created the new industry. Uh, if you look around, we have organics, we have um, responsible investing, we have um, fair trade, we have um, uh, alternative and complementary holistic medicine. We have whole industries creative that are, that, are, uh, that are creating a completely different kind of an economy, and that's the good news. The, um, the rest of the news is we still have a lot more, a lot further to go, as we've seen with this terrible tragedy of the Gulf oil spill um, that, that, again, affects both people and the planet. We need to completely change our economy to a green eco economy, creating the, the kind of jobs and healthy community that come along with it. Elisa, I wanted to reel back just a bit and get a tour of the organization Green America. Give us a sense of the scope, human capital, resources, even budget if you can. Uh, where you're located and, and just the operational look. Absolutely. So Green America is um, here in Washington, D.C. We really have three areas we work in. We, we, our name, Green America, so the place to start out is with our name, Green America. We believe that there's a red America and a blue America, but that we can all come together in a green America and create a better future for all of our children. So um, here at Green America, green stands for people and the planet. That is both social and economic justice along with community and environmental health. And we have three broad program areas that we work in. The first is what we call Green Your Life, where, where we help families learn what they can do to go green, again, in ways that help both people and the planet, and help their family budget. Um, how do you save energy and, therefore, um, help out your family budget? How do you eat better? Um, how do you make choices every day, every choice that you make with your dollar, every time you spend a dollar, you're voting with your dollar, and you have the opportunity to, to vote for a better future. So that's um, our first big program area, um, helping families green their homes. And we provide a lot of resources for that. We have something called the National Green Pages that you can get that online to, greenpages.org. And you can find all the businesses that can help you find the products that you need for, for healthy life choices. And we also help you make the most important decision of all, which is what do you never need to buy again? Because the, the first stop is really, really rethinking consumption, um, getting what you need without money, um, uh, learning how to, uh, for example, you can get all the toxins out of your home, and, and we have recipes on our website for um, healthy cleaning products that you can make at home with stuff you already have um, for free, non-toxic. So all the things that families can do to um, uh, make their, their, fam their family choices greener, healthier, and better for the planet. Our second huge area is what we call Green Your Business, where we help businesses 
guess what? Green their businesses. And we have something called the Green America Green Business Network, which provides businesses with all of the tools that they need to, number one, green their business, and number two, if they are already a green business, um, they can go through our screening process. We look at 275 different criteria for sustainability, that is, people and the planet, uh, justice and environment. Um, and if you can pass our 275 sustainability screened um, process, which there are many businesses who have done so, um, you can earn our seal of approval. And then we um, are happy to hold you out to the, to the public and point to you as a company that is working towards sustainability in the same way that the families are working to more uh, to green their homes. Excellent. And you can... You can find those businesses in um, Green Your Business. We also run green festivals around the country where people can literally walk in and learn everything there is to going green and to, and to meet wonderful green businesses. And then the final area that we work on is what we call um, Green Our World, which is um, the policy mechanisms to um, help, uh, um, again, a green economy. Our focus is on, on the green economy. We call it economic activism for a just planet. And, you know, sometimes people think of, of policy in terms of the political world, which we do some of that. Um, and we also do things like work with very large companies to, make, to help them choose more just and sustainable pathways and to use consumer and investor demand to say to companies, hey, we want you to clean up your act. You know, we, we, we've been, for example, on um, climate change, we've been working with um, some of the very largest utilities in the country to um, pull their uh, Power, their permits for new coal-fired power plants and instead um, uh, bring about energy efficiency and renewable energy. And I'm very happy to report there's a very large coalition of folks working on this, um, groups like ours and environmental groups and um, farmers and local governments. And in the past five years, um, we've together managed to pull 128 of the new coal-fired power permits um, out of the 150 that were out there proposed um, and been working with utilities to bring about more renewable energy. So it's really what we can all do both individually in our homes and businesses about going green and then what we can do when we join hands and ask the very largest companies in this country uh, to clean up their act and create more just and sustainable products, services, and practices. Our guest, of course, is Elisa Gravitt. She's the president of Green America. The website, www.greenamericatoday.org. I did want to circle back just a bit. The, the, give us a sense of your staff. What, what kinds of human resources? Who's working with you, and what's it like to work with you? Oh, I have the most amazing staff. We have about 40 people here in Washington oh and a few folks a few folks around the, the country. Um, and they work on all of these programs to help people green their homes, green their businesses, and um, uh, join together to get the very large companies to, to improve their practices. The, um, but what's even... What what the forty people here are amazing, and what's even more awesome about their work is is that it's not just the forty of us. We can't change a whole economy all by ourselves. Right. So our Green Business Network has over five thousand businesses that we work with every day to make these changes, and we have one hundred sixty thousand members around the country that that are not only wonderful because they support our work, but they also do the work. Um, they green their homes. They green their businesses. 
is. Um, every single one of us lives in, in a house and we work in a workplace and we um, attend a faith congregation, We um, our kids are in schools. Every one of those workplaces and schools and communities um, can adopt policies and practices to go green. And so we work with these fantastic networks of people who bring these practices into their lives, bring them into their workplaces, bring them into their communities. And that's what it's going to take, all of us working together to create a more just and sustainable economy that can create a better future for us all. Elise, I also wanted to hit on the, the, the whole idea, this idea of localizing economies, localizing communities. This is sort of a, local economics. Uh, give us, uh, if you could, the flavor of how uh, investing in local economies and, and just doing business locally affects the environmental piece of everything you work on and think about every day. Going local, to, to, to be intentional about your money is and a really important step to changing our economy. We need to rebuild our communities. We need to rebuild Main Street with green businesses that create green jobs, that create green communities. And the way to start is to, to think about all the money that you spend every day and how you can direct those dollars. Uh, if you look at that dollar that's leaving your hands and see if you can get it to do at least one of three things, if not all three at the same time which is, number one, to have that money stay in your local economy because the more business that you can create that's local green business, that means by definition the, um, the, the miles traveled for the products and services reduces, which of course has a huge impact on climate. Um, it means that uh, you're creating local jobs and, and creating a, a thriving local community. So that's really to think about, okay, Dollar, can you go to work here? Yeah. The second thing to think about is, if, is, and again, maybe you can do both, is to take that dollar and say to it, can you go green? Um, and really, you always have a choice between spending that dollar with a business-as-usual company or a company that, that's really working on social and environmental responsibility. And again, that drives money into the green economy. And it does two things at once. Every dollar you spend in the green economy means one less dollar for business-as-usual economy that's destructive. Some mm-hmm. people call it predatory capitalism as opposed to common good capitalism or green capitalism. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you, that, that's a lot of power. And then the third thing is to think about how to do that with respect to trade. I mean, let's face it, no matter how intentional we are, if you enjoy coffee and, uh, for your breakfast and bananas in your cereal, um, none of us here in the U.S. can grow coffee and bananas. So perhaps we want to, to trade what we want to do is we want to look at fair trade so that when we're trading with other people in other countries, those are people who are doing the exact same things that we are, which is purchasing from and investing in our local economies first. And then when we do our trade, we know what we're doing is with those kinds of, so if we're doing fair trade with with businesses and communities who are doing the same things that we're doing in our community, what we're doing is we're ensuring that we're, we're changing not only our local economy, but our global economy. So local trade, green trade, fair trade, that's the, that's the way to, to really use the power of our dollars um, to create a better future. No, I love the way I look at it... Go, please. I'm sorry, I didn't, I, mean to, I didn't mean to step on you. Oh, Go ahead, please. No, not at all. Um, good point. Um, 
if the way I look at it is if if you're fortunate enough to have a job that makes twenty thousand dollars a year, at least twenty thousand dollars a year, you will spend a million dollars in your lifetime. So think like a millionaire. Where am I going to spend a million dollars? Or think like a foundation. I've got a million dollars that I can use to support my vision of what I want for my community and my world. And you can do that every day by making intentional spending choices. Well, I love the idea of taking the what is really a moment-by-moment micro-vote with a dollar, tracking that dollar, and really scaling it up to understanding the power and the leverage of many dollars like that one dollar into a million-dollar scenario. It makes it a little bit easier for us as a Joe consumer to, to understand the impact of the path of the dollar. Absolutely, and and I, I just can't um, underestimate or or can't emphasize much, uh, enough or encourage everyone enough how important that is. Because you may say, "Geez, it's only it's only a ten dollar purchase or whatever," but right. but it's again, you'll spend a million dollars in your lifetime. So think of yourself as a foundation making a million dollar grant. Um, and when you think of everyone else, all your family and friends who are doing the same, and you know what, the businesses pay a lot of attention. Um, it's we have enormous power with our consumer dollar and, in, and our investor dollar. Those businesses want our dollars. And if you use your economic choice and your voice to tell companies that, hey, I'm purchasing from you because you're local and green, and or likewise tell a company, you know what, I am not purchasing from you because you're polluting. Um, the, the companies make they listen very carefully to that. Um, they know um, that as as little as two percent of their consumers giving them a message, they're going to have to change because they in the old days, the olden days, they used to say that every person influences twenty other people. But in modern times, where so many of us have Facebook or we're blogging um, or we're sending out um, tweets, um, you know, one person could easily um, influence thousands of people, and companies know that. So use that economic power. Use that economic vote. You've got enormous power. It's clear that you're talking to small business owners, entrepreneurs, and certainly consumers about all of this. What is the conversation feel like? How does it go when you talk to a Walmart or a Starbucks or let's just call it a a national company or a multinational company where expressing themselves as a local participant might be a bit challenging? So the conversation is ha, has gotten very interesting and more complex over the years. So 25 years ago, um, basically, you, it, you wouldn't be oversimplifying it too much to basically say there were very large companies who said, hey, my only responsibility is um, to my shareholder, and I don't care about anything else. I'm going to bulldoze the environment. I'm going to run over communities. I just don't care. Um, Moving ahead to the present day, you have to be discerning because um, some large companies are – very much trying to figure out how can they adopt more socially and environmentally responsible practices. And then there's an awful lot of them that still don't really care. And um, in fact, here at Green America, we have a program called Responsible Shopper, where um, people can find it on responsibleshopper.org, where we actually explore a lot of these nuances. We look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of the very large companies yeah. and yeah. Um, you know, call out sort of two things. The things that the, some of the companies are doing 
right because you know what we want them to do more of that um, and taking them to task for the things that they're doing wrong and that when you come to a website like responsibleshopper.org and check out the very largest companies it can help you make choices about who you're going to be willing to do business with and who you're going to say absolutely no um, and I think that that's a way to have a, a sophisticated conversation with these companies now many of us believe that in the long run um, we have to really think about um, relocalizing our economies, rebuilding our main streets, working with these small, greener businesses who I call them the 100 percenters. You know, they're trying to make 100 percent of their decisions in a way that's just and sustainable, and they are really a different species of business. They're all, yes, they're all practicing some form of capitalism, but like in a big ecosystem, if you walk into a forest, a lot of times the trees that are the big ones that are shading you are very different from the ones that are growing up on the forest floor. So these new 100% businesses, these 100% these hundred percenters who are really looking to be just and sustainable um, are different, and that's why we work so hard to shift our money towards them. But the reality is, is, is that some of the large companies are still dominating the business scene these days, and we need to demand that they clean up their act because, look at it this way, it buys us time. Um, every bit less pollution that goes out there, um, every accident in the Gulf that doesn't happen, um, uh, every job that gets shifted to a green job uh, is helping us get to the day that we um, have a more just and sustainable economy. We're sitting together, of course, in June of 2010. Top of mind, the Gulf disaster, BP, etc. How do you frame the impact of this event historically? And, and then beyond that, it, it, does this present a, a tipping point? How, how has your life changed and how has Green America's work changed as a result of this catastrophe? This is a catastrophe, and I hope that we don't waste this catastrophe without doing two things. Number one and most important is to make a resolve to move as quickly as possible to a greed energy economy. Um, this is this this is an accident that was just waiting to happen, and it's happening every day. Um, not only here, um, uh, any place that oil is being pumped, these kinds of accidents um, are happening. Sometimes we don't hear about them. There was a huge one in Australia. Um, there's terrible accidents that happen in Nigeria all of the time, and it's because of our fossil fuel-dependent economy. Yeah. What's worse, it's not just oil. Um, every day, the amount of pollution that goes into the air because of um, coal, coal burning is equivalent to the entire Gulf disaster. Um, there are um, coal ash spills um, that happen that are that are bigger than um, Exxon Valdez, and we don't hear about them, and they're all because of our fossil fuel economy. We just have to stop this. Um, it's killing people. It's killing the planet. Um, um, one of the big changes is, is that we're opening every public session that we have with a moment of silence for the, the people who have lost their lives in these disasters and for the ecosystem damage and for the economic system damage, um, all the families that are going to lose their livelihoods because of these disasters. So we just have to pay attention to that. Um, what, we, what we're calling for is, is to ask every business, to ask every household to um, reduce their energy use by 
percent over the next five years. Now that might sound big, but it's only 10 percent per year. Um, you can come to our website and we walk you through how you do that at um, greenamericatoday.org. Um, look for our energy, just uh, you know, do a little search for energy efficiency and you'll get right to that site where we can walk you through how to reduce your energy um, use by 50 percent. And just think, that means reducing your energy bills by 50 percent. That could mean a couple thousand dollars a year in savings. Um, so it's better than a tax. It's better than a tax credit because you get it every year. Yeah, so um, yeah. you know, and 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 I mean, this we have to be serious about this. It has to be the wake up call. So we we've been um, working on this program for for um, a long time on energy efficiency, but this is just we're redoubling our efforts because that's wake up call number one. Wake up call number two is 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 we have to realize that these accidents. Um, can happen with any form of energy. So let's not fool ourselves. If they're talking about building a nuclear plant in your community, if they're talking about building a coal plant in your community, the answer in the community has to be no. Because remember, just two weeks before this disaster happened, um, you know, our president said, "Well, he believes industry um, has the technology down." Well, you know what? You hear that about nuclear. You hear that about coal. And this is just Exhibit A that um, accidents will happen. But I want to give people a little um, encouragement, um, both on the 50% in, in five years, in case anyone thinks that's a big deal. I want to tell people a story about what happened in, in Alaska two years ago. Please. Um, Juneau, Alaska is surrounded by mountains, and all of their electricity comes in um, by uh, transmission lines over the mountains. And from time to time, they lose one or two of the transmission lines because of avalanches. Well, two summers ago, they lost all of their lines. And, um, and they were facing having to use backup generators that are very expensive and very air, create a lot of air pollution. They're diesel generators. So the mayor of the town got up on his bully pulpit and he said, ladies and gentlemen, we can't afford to put these um, terrible, stinky, dirty, expensive backup generators on. Let's conserve as much energy as we can. And do you know that within two weeks, they had 30% energy reduction in Juneau, Alaska, Alaska, homes, businesses, hospitals, schools, um, government buildings. So if Juneau, Alaska can do 30% in two weeks, um, I'm encouraging that everyone can do 50% in um, in five years. No, and I it's just that. enormously important. No, I love that. Uh, you're going to be a featured keynote at an upcoming Slow Money event beginning on June 9th in Vermont. Uh, how do you, well, we've talked about the importance of slow money and sort of localizing. Uh, you're an economist. We, we've hit that, I think, in this segment. But give us a sense or a preview of what your main message might be to this group. So Slow Money is a wonderful conference that's happening up in Vermont, and it's really all about um, investing locally. So th there, there's a uh, sort of there's a, um, a really nice vision behind it, saying, saying, well, if you can think of all of the investments that you make, all the savings you have, you know, what if what if you um, invested 10% of that within 100 miles of your home and really help create these green businesses and green jobs locally. So that's that's the vision. And my message um, is really going to be the one that we've already talked to talked about here today, David, 
yeah. is, is that we can do this every day. You know, that you you make these investment decisions um, and more important purchasing decisions every day and you can choose to create a local economy with the money that you are going to spend anyway. You know, you can even rethink and, and reduce your spending, which was which is fabulous. That's where we ask everyone to start. But once you decide that you're going to spend money, spend it intentionally and spend it locally and spend it with green businesses and we can literally grow the fruit of a, a healthier economy right before our eyes. So how is Green America funded, Elisa? We have the great good fortune of being um, primarily funded by our members. Um, we have uh, 160,000 people from around the country who are, are individual members working on going green. We have 5,000 green business members around the country, and they are enormously generous. They're so excited about this work. They're mm-hmm. so excited about um, learning what they can do to go green and also working with us to encourage other families, businesses, and communities to go green that they they support our work. Um, and we're also, so that that accounts for about 80% of our, our budget every year. And we also have the good um, fortune of a number of foundations who um, love our pro- programs and help support our programs. Primarily, they support our programs that focus on specific issues such as tackling climate change, yeah. um, creating fair trading systems. We have a wonderful project called the Better Paper Project that helps um, magazines and others who are using paper switch to environmentally friendly paper or to go go digital. Um, so those are the kinds of things that we have um, wonderful foundation partners from around the country on. But I just really want to do two things. I want to thank all of our members for, for their support and really encourage your listeners if they want to help work with us to create a green economy to come to greenamericatoday.org and look over our different programs and um, considering joining as a member, supporting our work and getting our great information on how to green your families and your businesses. Elisa, where can our listeners learn more? Of course, we'll give the website here. I guess that's the best place to find you. It's www.greenamericatoday.org. There's also a forward slash about uh, subpage of that website. Um, what a delight. Incredible work you're doing. Thank you for joining us on the Small Biz Brain. And uh, we wish you continued success with Green America and the work you're doing. Thank you so much, David. Thanks for all your good work in the world, and, and thanks to your wonderful audience for all that they do to bring about a more just and sustainable world. We'll definitely do it again. Thanks, Elisa. Good talking with you. Small Biz America. The Brain. Online at smallbizamerica.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.